Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. You're listening to a series I did called The Strategy Sleepover, where I invited some of my past micro-launch students and mastermind clients to talk about how they have simplified their businesses. If you're interested in learning more about the micro-launch method, my flagship course on how to market and sell your offers in three weeks or less, go to maggiegill.com slash micro-launch. Now, on to the episode. Hey, hey, welcome to the Strategy Sleepover, the quick and easy launch archetype panel. I'm super excited to be here. If you don't know me already, my name is Maggie Gila. I am an award-winning business and marketing strategist and the founder of the Micro Launch Method. I've put this panel together today with three amazing entrepreneurs. I know them all well, and they're all freaking rock stars um, who have the quick and easy launch archetype using my quiz. So today we're talking about really how... Do if that is your launch archetype, how do you approach ambition and success versus just keeping things chill and easy so you can live your own life? And of course, there are tips on how they simplify their business. So um, I would love to hear like a 30-second introduction from you each. Um, Amanda, do you want to start? Sure. My name is Amanda Muchaki. I am the founder of a website called moroccamama.com. And I focus a lot on helping people visit, travel to Morocco, as well as just bringing Morocco more into their their life, their world. Um, and I own a food tour business in Marrakesh. Love it. Rosa? Yeah, well, my name is Rosa Camero. I am C1 founder of Boscan Films and Marketing. We are specialized in the branding, digital marketing, and film promotion. And little by little, we are introducing ourselves in film production. Exciting. Rosie? So I'm Rosie. I am the founder of Writing Rosie. I am an expert, you could say, in all things persuasion or persuasive content, persuasive communication. So I help entrepreneurs who want to have a stronger online presence and who want to rock, basically, their social media through persuasive content and storytelling. Wow, love it. Okay, so one of the first things that I have here is, and you just go around in this circle, uh, in this order, is what's your top tip in keeping your business and your marketing simple? Amanda? So I think my biggest tip, I'm somebody that has a million ideas and wants to do all million ideas at one time. (laughs) And that becomes very overwhelming. And I also want them all to work immediately. Um, So my biggest tip is really just pick one thing that interests you and go for it, but make sure that you're very niche with what you're deciding to do. Um, I found that I have this great idea and it's really big. Um, and it doesn't work as well when you're trying to do things quickly. If you have this, this giant concept, um, if you can simplify it and really make it very, very specific, like micro specific, um, I've had a lot more success making that be successful for me. Love that. And I think that's really important that, you know, and I'm someone, I also have all the ideas. I want things to work perfectly ideally right now at the same time. And you have to have a certain sense of self-awareness and self-discipline, I think, to go, no, Maggie, good idea for later, right? Yes. How about you, Rosa? Absolutely, absolutely. 
Well, I think I'm pretty much with Amanda. I mean, it's the same. I have a strategy. So I do a strategy every six months to see what has worked, what has, hasn't worked. So um, I have plans. So everything is all plans and actions, goals, objectives. So what is the next objective? What is the next? Uh, so I just focus one thing at, at a time. And I also have the Chinese object syndrome like i love this okay and even here and i'm even there and it's like uh uh-uh, this is is this really giving me the money that i need or that i want or this is part of my my goal or this is part of my objective so it's like pretty much like like amanda is like simple i don't want complications i don't want to it's like i don't want to think like too much about the business and complicating things and I am over overcomplicated. I'm sure <laughs> I know that. So it's interesting that you you are self aware that you overcomplicate things. When you do the quiz, you end up in the quick and easy. So is that maybe because you know you overcomplicate things, you're really focused on simplifying what you need to do? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. I agree. It's like I overcomplicate. So it's like. You don't have any worse enemy than your than yourself sometimes. So it's like yes, I like I can over and then I think I overthink as well. So it's like I shouldn't do this. I should do this. It's like all these doubts. It's just like just do it. It's like it doesn't matter if this is perfect. It's, it's not. Maybe it's not finished, but it's like just go out there and do it. I love that, and I'm I'm with you. I'm very much with you on that as well. Rosie, how about you? I think for me, it's all about finding out what simple is for you, first of all, because clearly I thrive in, let's keep it simple, let's just do it, whatever. I'm Italian, so I tend also to improvise a lot. (laughs) It just comes with a package. (laughs) Um, But to be honest, to just say, okay, is this thing that it's easy for you going to really be easy for me? I think that that has been a great question that I've learned to, to ask myself throughout my career, like in general, but especially after that, um, I started my own business. And it's something that I also share a lot with, um, you know, with my clients and we talk about marketing strategy, content strategy. So I think it's really about finding out, okay, what is it for you that makes it easy? And, of course, as the ladies were both saying, it is about focusing on that one thing, but also it is really about focusing. This is another question that I learned to ask myself very early on, which was, is this thing really moving me forward in my business? Because, of course, there will be tons of moments where you will think, oh, yeah, great. This thing seems important, but actually it's not. Um, it's the same reason why I always say, I am a copywriter uh, by default, let's say. That's been my career. My whole career has been built on sales pages. I've not had a sales page in my business for three and a half years. But still, I was just making a lot of money, you know, like what's the irony of life? But that was because I knew at that, at that point for what I was selling for my audience, it was not as important as other things that I was doing that were really pushing me forward. So why, you know, waste time? So yeah, I think for me, those two questions are the things that always keep me on track, you know, in terms of keeping it easy. I love that. And thanks for sharing, because I think it's so interesting. So Rosa and Rosie have both kind of now, you've both shared basically about how you really are very brutal with yourselves about what's actually relevant, Yeah. right? Yeah. This is relevant. This is the goal. Here's the objective. Here's what I need, I need to make money or X amount, everything else goes off. Amanda, is that something you do as well? 
I think for me, I, I've struggled with a while for a while, sorry, to figure out what my business actually is, because it's not as straight cut, you know, like the tour business is one thing, like, yes, we give tours. That's very cut and dry. But like my website, that's something that I struggle with. I have struggled with figuring out what exactly is my business here, because it's not like a traditional business in that sense. Right. Um, so I struggled with what, what am I doing? What is this? What am I selling? What does this business even look like? Um, and I think just going back to the point when I started to really just figure out pain points of what people were having, that's where I've been able to come up with these ideas of actual small scale projects um, that I can sell and make relevant to that specific part of my audience instead of looking at the whole thing because that's what I was doing for the longest time was saying, how, what can I create for everyone? And that just led me to go round and round and around in circles. So instead I just started breaking it down into like, what are the very specific problems that certain people have and understanding that whatever I create might not appeal to everyone. And that's okay. Like I can make something else that's small and quick and easy um, for those other segments of my, um, of my clients and my readership. I love that. And where, and I very much resonate with this. That was like the first two years of my business. I spent like, I need to do all things for everyone. And perfectly that didn't go anywhere. But where do you think that comes from that need to go, you know, especially if your niche is not really a niche, like it's your business is fairly broad. My business is fairly broad, like business and marketing strategy. You know, there's so many things that fall under. And I think Rosa's and, oh, Rosa, you have quite a niche because you focus in the film industry, but even there you do marketing, you do production, there's a lot of angles you could take. And same for Rosie, like, where do you think that comes from, Amanda, where you want to serve everyone until you kind of realize, actually, I can start niching this down? I I think for me, I looked at other people and what they were doing and kind of where I resonated, which was more in the entrepreneur business space than necessarily in the like blogger, writer, online publication space. And so when I would look in those entrepreneur circles, I'm like, but look what they're doing. Like they have these businesses and they're doing these very specific things. So it was a challenge for me to translate that to a different space um, and, and just like a kind of a different focus than what I had. And I also feel like it's the time element, right? Like if I'm going to invest all of, if I'm going to invest my time into something, then I need to be able to reach as many people as possible. Um, But when I was able to kind of like, and doing your micro launch thing really helped me a lot figure this out um, because my first micro launch was bigger and broader than it should have been. And it worked to a point, but it helped me create my second product that just went on the market. And it's completely different because it helped me see, look, I, this was way too broad and I made it way too complicated. Let's make this one even easier and see what happens with it. So trial and error, I guess trial and error was a big part of it too. Always is. Uh, Rosa, Rosie, anything to add to this? Um, I would like to add something actually, because of course, for me, it was a bit maybe different in terms of, you know, I didn't feel like I wanted to serve um, anybody. I almost had a bit of a repulsion, <laughs> I guess, about, you know, the whole thing of got to serve everybody. So I tried to um, start the business with a very clear idea of this is the person that I'm going to serve. However, because of 
coming out from the experience of marketing and, you know, as I said, like copywriting, persuasive content, whatever you want to call it, I noticed that there were a lot of people that needed those services. So it was not me necessarily, you know, having to almost like target somebody more specifically because or else I was going to serve everybody, but it's because everybody wanted too many things from me. And that did not work. So for me, it was almost the opposite because I had to say, you know what? Yeah, of course, like I've worked in my career as a marketing manager at a high level. I have worked as a copywriter for more than 10 years. However, what are the things that I really love? So I almost had to do like for myself, just to say, I put the rules here, you guys, you know, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going to say it. And, and that really helped me because for me, it was really a matter of saying, okay, yeah, I believe that this is the thing that is my zone of genius, as a lot of people call it, or is anyway, the thing where I feel just happy to do over and over. And that's where it started. And now, of course, I mean, now it's been a few years since I started my business. So of course, clearly I have like, um, a target audience that I'm going after and all of that. Like my business is actually split into, I got um, a micro agency on, on one side and more of a personal brand uh, in terms of coaching and consultancy on the other. And for example, for the micro agency, now we are niching down. And I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine because I made the conscious choice of saying, I am niching down with the type of person rather than the actual niche of where they are in. I just know that I enjoy working with that person because again, then I know that I am going to do the work that I love with the people that I love rather than saying, oh, but I could be like, you know, helping everybody or like, oh, but this goes for that. And then in that industry is better than the other. So for me, it's really about tuning in. Okay, what do I really like it? And then move that into my business, if you make sense. So that was really like my experience, let's say. I, that's amazing because I've, I've had the same process. I've very much niched down on the kind of personality I want to work with. Like, and I work with all three of you. It's like you just see the patterns of how you show up. Um, and you, you're absolutely right on this. Like you're the boss. You get to make the rules of, of boundaries, of offers, of how you launch, how you market, what you sell. No one else gets to tell you what to do as long as it's working. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rosa, anything to add? No, I think I'm pretty much in the same in the in the same channel. It's like, um, yeah, we decided like you can do this and this and this. Is like we de- actually we decided last year is like no, we are a marketing agency, but that doesn't mean we do everything. So and so one of the things that I was like kind of pushing back it was like the film marketing. I love film marketing. I love the film industry. So it's like that's one of the things that I'm like taking uh, again and and doing things uh, and doing things with it. And the kind of people who approach me is actually entrepreneurs and even entrepreneurs inside the film industry so this is people Mm. who is um, eager to spend money and they see their films as a product and as a a business so that even if it's like can be broad or it can be in the film industry they need to have this mindset of i'm going to spend money and not spend money but investment like that's the word and that makes a big difference (laughs) <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Um, so one of the things I've found for people who are the quick and lazy launchers, they there's sometimes a bit of a struggle between balancing ambition and your big goals and like, you know, the your version of success 
with keeping things chill and easy and simple and like not doing super stressful launches or doing things that, you know, go against who you are. So how do you find that balance between on one hand, I just want to keep things as simple as you mean possibly versus I have big goals that I want to hit. Amanda. Oh, that is the million dollar question. (laughs) I think that at least for me, like I'll just use this last project that I've done as an example. I decided I was going to, I was going to try the Maggie method of not building a sales page (laughs) and not like going all out and building all the things and doing all the bells and whistles before I really had an idea if this was going to sell. Um, So I said, I'm just going to do this as laid back as possible. I put together like the basic outlines. I didn't even have dates. I didn't have like the specifics of what the module, like what the different sessions were going to be covering. It was just a very rough idea. Um, And I launched it and I was like, okay, if anybody's interested in this in my audience, like here it is, sign up. I gave like a discount. You know, I told them like, I'm going to offer you like the the beta discount um, for signing up early when basically nothing was outlined (laughs) Um, and people bought it. And that like blew my mind. Like I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe that this, um, that this worked for me, for my audience. and so the, the, the issue that I faced as I went through this and where my um, struggle comes in is then once I got to that point, so many other people and personalities were telling me like, okay, now you should do this and you need to do this and you have to build these ads and build this funnel and do this and this and this. And I was like, nope, like I'm just gotta go with what I know is simple and easy and is gonna work for me because it did work. Um, and so blocking out all of that other noise and all of that other input, that was really critical, um, really critical for me. So I think that if you're somebody who wants, who does things easy and is like a person who, you know, like you, you come up with an idea, you put it into motion, you launch quick. It's just trusting your gut truly. Like if it, if it's working, trust your gut and don't listen to what other people might say when it comes to how you run this. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I've said, like I said so many times, every single time I have like an idea that I feel like my, my fire in it. Like I, I don't know how to explain it. Just like an idea, like, like this uh, strategy sleepover. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. And then I put my blinders on and I focus and I just really focus on that vision and that belief. And pretty much every single time I've done that, it's turned out absolutely amazing. And when I kind of get into this almost vortex of influence on social media, right? You know what I mean? Like when you're kind of in this phase of like, oh, so-and-so's doing like that. Oh, maybe I should do that. So that person is doing that thing. Maybe I should do that thing. Then I start getting frazzled and whatever I do in that state of mind, not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> How about you, Rosa? Ambition versus keeping things easy. I mean, yeah, as I said, it's like I break the goals. What I do is I have my big goal and then I break it into little pieces. And then I try to follow follow that that line or that road. Um, Something that I learned actually with the market launch is it's that you should shouldn't have or you you should avoid or I don't know how to say it but it's like just lounge you know it's like just go there like three four days 
and see what happens because then before I thought, okay, it, it needs to be like three months in advance and I need to start promoting like, I don't know how many times before. So I, that kind of stressed me out, no? So it's like, that's la actually last year that I was uh, working with you and I was in the mastermind and then we did like different um, launches. They didn't work. I haven't, I, I haven't reached that level of, yes, this is like, I have, this, this is where... Um, this fire up and this is working with my community i'm still trying out but it's like i haven't been like oh i'm, I'm not gonna do it again so it's like i'm so certain and i'm so sure this is gonna work some way of, of or another that is like i just keep doing you know and see what works and what doesn't work yeah i think a lot of this is really about like well test it tweak it try again right because sometimes it's a price thing, it's a message thing, it's a timing thing. Like, oh my gosh, last like 2020, the amount of launches that flopped because of timing. Like I had, yeah. And then, you know, so like, yeah, I realized, right, probably not the best idea holding a webinar three weeks before, like one of the most controversial elections ever. <laughs> Things like that. So that's, uh, it's been an interesting lesson there. Uh, but yeah, it's so much about experimentation as well. And Rosie, how about you? I think for me, I'd say that it all comes down to recognizing really what what does being ambitious means really, you know. Um, I think we are all very different, right? So whatever I would define as, oh, I am ambitious with my goals, whatever. Maybe some people would say, oh, that's nothing, that's peanuts, whatever. So I think for me, that awareness of saying whatever I think is ambitious or not is different than everybody else just kind of like removes any sort of pressure and makes it that, you know, you said about putting the blinders on when you have an idea. For me, I almost get those blinders on when I am doing whatever and I just don't need to be bothered by everybody else's results. Mm. Because why? You know, there is always a six figure, seven figures now. I don't know how many of you are in the UK, but here you got a VAT threshold. If you always say underneath 80,000, no, what is it? 85,000 pounds. It's just more convenient for your taxes because unless then you're making 200, it ain't going to be no good. So if for all of my life, I'm going to just be under that threshold, that might be the smartest thing that I do tax-wise. <laughs> that might be my ambition. And that is, again, it's completely different than just saying, oh, I want this, I want that. But to have that, as I said, like awareness of saying, this is what being ambitious means to me. These are my goals. And just owning it as your own, not because everybody else is saying that in the industry, you can get to those numbers. I think that for me completely removes that sort of um, pressure because that's what it is, right? Is the pressure. So if I just take into account, okay, well, this is what I want. This is where I want to get with it. Yes, I can be ambitious, but you know, also, I got no rush. I'm young. There are people that have their best businesses or moments when they are 50, 60, whatever. So why the rush? And I think that that, again, like really gives me that sort of, it's fine. Just keep it easy and simple because at least I'm not going to die at 50 because I'm too stressed and I'm having a heart attack. That's at least what I'm trying to, to tell myself. And clearly, I mean, I don't take myself too seriously, as you guys can probably tell. Um, but, you know, again, it's all, I think it's all about that. Of course, there are moments of disappointment um, because, yeah, you do get ambitious and you think, oh, well, but, 
But then again, it's more about, as I said, what you want and how you um, interpret your own wins, I guess, more so than anything else. That's a really interesting point that you brought up. It's something I've thought about a lot in the last couple of years where I realized at one point that I was being um, probably two years ago, I was being really influenced by other people's versions of success. And I was just like, actually, like, I love free mornings. I yeah. love being able to go for a walk. Like I, I did that this morning. I was like, eh, don't have calls until two. Going to go for a long walk. Yes, I have work to do. I'll do it later. Like, who's going to stop me? Yeah. I think it's also because a lot of people, I mean, for me, that was the case. I'm pretty sure for you it was the same. When we get into this whole thing of let's start a business. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. I want to do that. I mean, I would like to believe that we are not all like sadist or masochist, actually, that's the right one. And that we are all just wanting to put ourselves through the awful, sometimes roller coaster that it is to own a business if it wasn't for freedom. So what is the point of all of a sudden becoming a slave to your own business rather than actually being in control of it as well. You know what I mean? I think that 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 is the moment when you realize, yeah, actually, who's going to chase me up? I'm the boss. Yeah, okay, clearly I got clients. But I saw just a few days ago um, a post online that said something along the lines of you have a duty to constantly show up for your community, even when you don't feel like it, even when you are tired, even when you're not well, even when you're like about to die, it doesn't really matter. You keep on showing up because there are people that show up for you, your community is there, you keep showing up. And at the end, they said, you have no other option, just keep showing up. And I felt so strongly, but I know Maggie, right? (sighs) I felt so strongly about it because I really thought, well, actually, I have a bit of a, of a duty towards my audience because my audience is there, but I'm not going to do that at the cost of my health, my mental health, um, my time, my balance, my own clients as well. Because sometimes like, I have so much done for you work that I need to manage with the agency that you know, I'm not going to have all the time in the world to do everything else. So I no. think it also comes down to that. You know, I just so strongly disagree with that statement. Um, Like, you know, in case you didn't know, I have a chronic illness and yes, I will be like, I'm on painkillers. I'm in in a bathtub. I'm in bed watching Grey's Anatomy. Like that's literally all I actually have capacity to do with my energy levels. But even if that's not the case, sorry, you have zero obligation to show up for your audience, like zero Mm -hmm. showing up for paying clients. That's a different story. They've paid you yeah. for something that duty, you know, that, that, that um, duty needs to be honored. Right. But I know, I know. <laughs> then I will add there and you have an audience and you, they said that you have to show up for your community. Then you sh- your community needs to show up for you and say, okay, where is the, like you're offering a service. I'm like having all these freebies from you. I'm having all these free freebies, like free content from you. This is the time that I say yes. I I I, I compromise with you, and and I, I I will hire you because that's why you're doing it. It's not. It's like um, it's a balance as well. So it's like yes, you have, you have you have um, uh, this your community. So you and and that's the other way around. So it's a give and take. It's exactly. always a give and take. That's exactly. what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like in terms of visibility, 
yeah, if you show up more often, more consistently and, you know, predictably and better, whatever, of course, likely, you know, your visibility will go up, your sales may go up if your messaging is correct and whatever, but just this guilt tripping element of this, it actually like, I feel it like in my, I feel it physically. Yeah. Like, this is re- a really harmful message to be putting out there, yeah. especially during this time. Like, you know, um, I know uh, Amanda, you have three kids at home, right? And during the first lockdown in Morocco, it was intense. And then someone yeah. tells you, Amanda, you have to keep showing up no matter how you're feeling that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I was locked inside with three kids for 110 days. There was not, there was not showing up. Like, and if I was showing up, it was like, here's you look me looking at my room at the four walls again. Um, gosh, no. When, when you said that, Rosie, I was just like, oh, no, stop, make it stop. <laughs> Yeah. So instead of this, I really like what you brought this up, what, what you brought up here, Rosie, because it's very, very relevant, relevant this conversation is like balance between what do you stand for and what do you want versus what's seen as the norm and what's influencing you even unconsciously. Um, how do you guys, how do you decide what that looks like? How do you decide this is actually what I want and what I stand for and what I'm aiming for? These are external influences and I'm going to ignore them. Um, that's tough. I, I have a pretty personal brand, so it might be a little bit different for me. Um, I had to just draw boundaries, like when it came to my kids, um, when it came to people wanting to know about those things. So I just really like had to sit down and say like, these are my boundaries. This is what feels right to me. And this is what doesn't feel right with me. And also I, I'm not really good at it yet, but, um, you know, not pleasing everyone and also like learning when to say no, I don't like confrontation. So that was um, difficult for me. But but I I see it as a practice for life. And I think that's good in business, because it's helped me with business, because I now can say, no, this isn't the right thing for me, or no, this isn't the right way that I want to do this, or um, just say no, it's a lot harder to say no. But I find that saying no, helps you find what's right um, more easily than when you say yes. Does that make sense? Like if you say yes to everything, it it all stays really, really jumbled. But when you start saying no, then you can find more of that, that, that core of what you're about and what you want to be about. Rosa, what do you think? Oh, I think I pretty much in the same, yeah, in the same, in the same page. Uh, yes, that's true. Like setting boundaries and just getting there. And I think especially with the, my, com- my community or it, also there's a really international. So in my community is international community, different cultures. And some of them, they feel probably someone did something is like, is like, mm-mm. This is this is here. We're starting here. We're finishing. It's like this is my this is our community. So it's like if you want to, I mean, the, the rules apply to everyone. So I think they're setting boundaries. So it's yeah, it's just I think daring, but it's just also weird, I guess. <laughs> it's not easy. Like let's not lie. Like this is not easy to start saying no or to start setting boundaries, and it feels confrontational and uncomfortable, but. This is for in your best interest. Rosie? It's a very good question. You know, like I'm really contemplating what both Amanda and Rosa said. Um, I think for me, it comes down to, 
I'll sound a bit repetitive here, but again, it's about what is important to you as well. I think for me, that's where I know where my boundaries will be, where my balance will be. And I have this thing, right? I think I talked to you at one point about this, Maggie, while we were working together. Um, But last year, in the beginning of last year, so about this time of the year, last year, when everything was changing in the world, I was also dealing with a very bad client. And eventually I just decided, no, I'm not going to work with them because they were just batshit crazy. I'm so sorry to say. (laughs) But... um, that's what it was you know they were the typical people that they didn't know actually what they wanted they were not taking action but then because they were two co-founders they were putting a lot of the of the 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 guilt to the problems on everybody else that worked with them so I just decided no I'm not going to work with these people anymore I'm going to take a step back that's it I was also very ready to take legal action towards them um, to be honest for a series of things because they were very serious you know, implications to the things that they were doing or not doing. Um, But then at one point, you know, after that, I said, no, I fired them and all of them. At one point, I was left a little bit with, what is it that went wrong there? (laughs) Because usually I'm very good at picking up the little, you know, those, those hints, the little red flags that pop up here and there. And I think, well, again, because of, of, it was the beginning of the year. There were a lot of like, you know, oh, it's new, but also you could see already the world was starting to change, different things happening. I felt like I made a misjudgment. But the best way to correct then whatever was going on in me was to have this, uh, what I call like my little CEO personal retreat. And literally for two days, I don't do anything. Clearly, I don't work, but I have these little like rituals. You could say, I just sit here, I have my music, and then I really start to think, okay, what do I want? What is this great dream scenario that I have for myself? And then based on all of that, I decide, okay, these are my boundaries. And I try to do that like once every six months to have like a a personal ritual, a mini retreat, just by myself, literally, And it helps so much because that is the moment when I really think, okay, yes, all of this is going on. However, this is definitely where I'm not going overboard. This is what's important to me right now because also we are human beings, we evolve. So I do believe that we change, our priorities change. I mean, you said about chronic illness, like there can be anything. You can just feel bad. There can be a pandemic, a lockdown. There can be anything that happens. So it's always good to like check in with yourself and just kind of decide, okay, based on where I'm at right now, what do I need? What will look that balance like? That's at least what works for me. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's just something that's so important. It's such a hard lesson to learn. I think hmm. it's such a hard lesson to learn, but it's so important. And it's it, looking at what are, what is important to you, what does make you up and how can how does that affect your goal so for example like i had the idea i would love to do a sort of summit made up only of my clients who have done the micro launch method that would be so cool and just focus on simplification but i have an unpredictable chronic illness a full week of live sessions not the smartest thing to do with something that's unpredictable so what did i do well pre-record everything i can yeah in the event you know anything goes wrong, 
it's okay. It's not no longer relying on me. But as we start wrapping this up, um, one of my questions for you as well is with the micro launch method, what was a key takeaway from the micro launch method that's helped you simplify an element of your business or your marketing? Mine is definitely, like I said in the beginning, finding a very, very specific problem or niche and creating a very targeted solution for that one thing. Um, yeah, I, if any of anything like that has benefited me in business and in personal life, like it just really like completely changed my outlook on so, so many things and how I run my business not just for products, but just like in so many aspects. So just very, very specific niching. I love that. Rosa? I think for me was like, since I started, like I worked with you last year and then I started with the, the micro launch. I think my online community started to have like, um, it, it, it makes sense. It was like all over the place. Now it's like, okay, I have the channels. I have this, I still figure it out, like the different launches that I have had that are really bad. But it's like, I think it's a way that I haven't uh, educated them. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not a free community. This is a community that you're here, but you also need like, it's like giving and receiving and giving. So it, I, it's uh, the micro launch has helped me to have a better promotion, like easy going. I don't have to worry. It's like right now I'm stressed because actually I'm in the middle of a, a launch, but um, it doesn't matter. It's like I know on Friday that's 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 ending that that that's the end, and then it's like I need I need to jump to something else. So it's like I don't need to prolong the the fear or the, the, the frustration or obviously if there's happiness we don't know what's gonna happen in one week <laughs> but it's like uh, it's like I know this is like five days that I that, that I have to do the promotion market and, 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 and then it's like I jump to something else so I think like that part of the micro launch I just love it and I, I, I implement it uh, I, I implement it every every time that I have a launch and every time I have a, a an event Especially with pain, uh, with pain things because free stuff, that's 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 easy and you can attract people. But when you are selling something, that's I I think that's that's something really specific that you have to trigger in them to buy from you. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rosie, how about you? I think for me it was the concept of the pop up offer um, because I I knew what a pop-up was, but no, I never had seen it used within this context of what we do. So I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. <laughs> and to be fair, it made it that now I don't need to think that much about, oh, I'm going to create this very complicated thing or gosh, no. Actually, that gave me a good insight into saying, well, if this is my main offer, like for example, what I would do in my three months program with my clients and all of that, I can now say, well, one aspect of the content coaching that I do for them is that one specific thing. Well, if I take that and then turn that into a micro launch and there you have it. So, you know, I don't need now to go really into overweight. What am I going to launch? Oh, wait, let me build up this offer for fucking forever and all of that. Now I don't really need to do any of it. Um, and it makes me happy, to be fair, because I've never been that way. But of course, as we were saying before, 
because of having attended other courses or other stuff, I felt like it was almost the way to do it. And I've been not doing it for quite a long time because it just like really did not align to me. So yeah, so for me to do the macro launch and see that was, oh wait, there is actually a way that I can do what I prefer to do without really sweating it and I can launch it and you know, it's good. So that definitely was a way to, to simplify part of the process. Nice. I love that. So you actually like, so Amanda basically said niching, Rosa said streamlining and you said simplification, which to me, I'm just like <sighs> music to my ears because um, the whole point of the micro launch method, as well as this entire event that we're doing here is how can we help people make their business and lives simpler and easier because it is about freedom, right? And there's this whole thing in the industry about, you know, and listen, like, let's be real here. I'm someone, I, I love my work. I love working hard. But at the same time, I also love like going to the spa when it's open. I love the travel. I love the like lazy mornings in the garden with a cappuccino chilling because I don't have to work. So I think there's, there's, we can always keep working on this balance between working, working hard, ambition, goals, doing all the things as well as freedom and chilling out and doing what we want. So Thank you so much to you all for being here. As we wrap up, do you have, um, what's your were kind of a one sentence advice as we tie this up? One sentence piece of advice that didn't make grammatical sense. <laughs> um, mine is, yeah, keep it simple. Just like go with the least, the least difficult part of, of something and just go with it. Rosa? I think right now what just came into my mind is like life must go on. So it doesn't matter if it's good or bad or like anything you're doing. It's like you need to keep living and I mean keep showing up if that's what you want. Yep. Rosie? Um, I think it's for me would be just do whatever feels right to you. Find out what is that that simple quick and easy looks like and just stick to it success is not something that has one definition and there are tons of ways that can lead to success so just find whatever feels right to you go for it love it thanks for listening if you'd like to learn more about the micro launch method which is my flagship program on how to market and sell an offer in three weeks or less in a really simple way that's aligned to your strengths, your goals, and your personality, head on over to maggiegila.com forward slash micro launch. <laughs>